Hey, what's up? What's up? It's your girls. I'm Rissy and I'm Shelves. And this is the podcast I totally relate. Oh my gosh, what's up, my party people? Oh, oh. Thank you for coming back to another episode of I Totally Relate. We have such a fun, a fun episode prepared for you today. Do you want to introduce our guest, Chris? Yes, you guys, I do want to introduce you to Delee Cox. She is the stylist next door. She is a wardrobe stylist with a passion for slow fashion. Exactly. Okay, (laughs) I'm really excited for you to dive in and tell people exactly what that means. But I met Dali at a a women's networking group, and I was telling her about the podcast and like this season, how we're like getting ready to talk about energy and like ways that you express it, ways that you protect it. And she's like, "Oh, I have a few things to say about that." And so I'm really excited (laughs) to sit down behind the microphones with you, let you talk to our guests about our wardrobe, the way we express our style, and maybe some of the more financially smart ways that we can do that without like, Mm. I don't know, just buying things at Target every day. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. That is what I will help you do. (laughs) Awesome. Go ahead and say hello to our guests. And is there anything else you want to say to introduce yourself? I am Delee Cox. Thank you so much for having me. This is so fun. I was so excited to meet you and feel like it was like an instant connection. Yeah. We were on the same page, (laughs) helping women. And what I do is help women with one aspect of their life, which is their wardrobe, and helping them to embrace their personality, to dress for themselves, and to become more conscious about what they bring into their wardrobe. Mm. So this idea of slow fashion is a mindset shift, and it's caring for your clothes, wearing them more, and then being careful with how we discard them. Mm. Our clothes come from a certain place, they live in our wardrobe, and then we send them off. And when you start to look at that as a cycle and a life cycle of your clothing and peel back the layers of fast fashion and where our clothes come from and where they go, it can be really eye-opening. So that is what I help women do is shift their mindset from fast fashion to slow conscious consumerism. That is amazing. Okay, well, how did you get interested in this? Like, this is very, like, even just the way you describe what you do is really intriguing and compelling. But, like, how did you get into that? It's a good question. What I did was kind of start a business based on my own experience. Mm -hmm. I had a closet full of clothes, was constantly dissatisfied with my clothing, kept bringing things in and rotating them out quickly, thinking I was doing some good by donating my clothes. And then I found slow fashion and I became obsessed with it. Like watching documentaries, taking notes on documentaries. I started touring the facilities that I donated my clothes. They will let you come tour places. It's really fascinating, the cycle of fashion and clothing. And I started to really curate my own wardrobe and become more satisfied with what I had in my closet. Mm. I started my career as a hairstylist And then when I wanted to go back to work after raising kids and moving across the country and back, I decided I wanted to start a business helping women with their wardrobe and kind of go away from hair. Not that I didn't love doing that, but help women style head to toe. Ooh, Ooh, I like that. Okay, what does slow fashion mean? So slow fashion is a mindset shift and it's being conscious of where our clothing comes from and where our clothing is going and taking an element of slowness 
and reflection when it comes to purchasing our clothes wearing our clothes and then discarding our clothes yeah Mm. okay so rather than just like buying the new trend Mm -hmm. wearing it a few times yeah the fast fashion average is to buy something wear it three to five times and then discard it and what happens is our clothing is usually made um, overseas we outsource most of our clothing and we are trying to drive down the price as cheaply as possible yeah so you try it we're we're over here trying to get the cheapest price for clothing, thinking it's so great. I got this great deal. And then it turns out clothing isn't cheap. Someone somewhere has to pay. Mm-hmm. Clothing is manufactured by people. So when you peel back the layer and see what conditions these women are working in, the hours that they're working, and what they're getting paid, for us to have a $5, $10 shirt and wear it a couple times and then discard it, and then we give it back to those countries – And they don't need our clothes. (laughs) Yeah. They don't hold up. They're not well made. And so we wear 60% more clothes than we did 20 years ago and only wear them half as long. Wow. Okay. Well, like, talk about energy. Like, that (laughs) that is an energy exchange, an energy output in which, yeah, that seems detrimental to, like, the whole. Yeah. Yeah. It seems like there's a lot more unawareness in an aspect that maybe I didn't think that I needed to bring more awareness to. Mm -hmm. The great thing about this is even though it can feel like an overwhelming subject and it can bring some guilt, I don't want to create any guilt or shame around it. Sure. The great thing is you can start where you're at Mm -hmm. and you can start with small steps, which is exactly what I did. So the first thing you do is dive into your closet. The most sustainable closet you have is the one already hanging in your closet. Yeah. So that is a great place to start. And that is what I help my clients with. I do a shop your closet session. Yeah. So we come in and we shop your closet. We create new outfits. We dissect everything. We find out what you're wearing, what you're not wearing, what you love to wear, what isn't working for you. And then I make them a shopping list. Shopping with a list changed my life. (laughs) Okay. That sounds crazy, but it was like the difference between going to the grocery store when you're hungry and like frazzled versus going to the grocery store with like intention and a list. So shopping that way has helped me curate my wardrobe and add in pieces that really work and are going to have longevity and that I'm going to wear in different ways mm. instead of the going to the store and buying another shirt. Yeah. Because when we get bored with our wardrobe, we buy a cheap shirt because it's easy and it's fast and it's there. So. Ooh, I feel so called out right now. I know. <laughs> I'm like, oh no, she oh, knows me. <laughs> I was there. I was there. And so many women are. And it's not that we don't care. It's just that we don't really know. And yeah. we don't mm. stop to think. Yeah. So the first thing is to stop and think. And dig in your wardrobe and see what you love and start there. Yeah. Okay. I love that you're saying start where you are because I've seen you kind of share that message on Instagram. Yeah, starting with your closet. So like what kinds of things do you normally find women like saying or feeling like when they're looking at their closet, just like I have nothing and it's like full. It's like chock full of clothes and they're like, I have nothing to wear. Exactly. Like, I feel like that's my life. <laughs> that is the that is the thing. A closet full of clothes with nothing to wear and nothing looks good on my body. Yeah. And then we're constantly bombarded with trends and mm. advertising and things like that. And so we can get really confused yeah. about if we even like something or not. Yeah. Mm. So if you see a group of girls, a group of teenage girls together, they are all dressed yes. the same. Yes. 
And that's part of our developmental. That's part of learning who we are is we want to fit in. Yeah. And then you see a group of women our age, more mature, we'll say. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we're all dressed differently. Like yeah. you go out with your friends yeah. or you go to like a girls' night out and everyone's dressed differently. And so what I want is for women to embrace who they are mm-hmm. and find their style, but be able to show up with that energy and confidence. And once you really dress the way you want to dress, it becomes your vibration. Mm. Yeah. Ooh, I love that. Okay, so shopping with a list, meaning like you look through their closet with them and you're like, okay, so you have, you know, these pieces that go really well here. Like you're just missing a blazer or you're missing a brown belt. Like are you helping them find the pieces that like help tie these things together or make it so that you can wear one piece a couple of different ways? Like how do you like how do you curate curate a a list, a clothing shopping list? Mm, Yes, that is a great question, too. What I like to do is to find out what they're wearing and what they like Mm -hmm. and then find out their lifestyle. We do a lot of diving into making your wardrobe work for you Yeah, Yeah. because our lives have changed, Mm -hmm. our budgets have changed, um, our needs from our wardrobe change. Mm. And so I help women transition from that like disheveled closet full of clothes to like a grown-up female wardrobe, whatever that means. If you're a stay-at-home mom that could look differently than somebody who works in more of a corporate situation. Mm, yeah. So the list depends on those kind of things, but it's exactly what you said. It's like you might need a different kind of shoe in an updated yeah. way, and then you can wear it with all of these outfits. Okay. And I oh. give them the outfit inspiration for that. Or try this different silhouette of jean. Does this work for you? Do you like yeah. it? And add in pieces more consciously. So, okay, what I hear you saying is it's not about finding somebody to tell you what you look good in. It's finding what you feel comfortable in and how it fits in, like, your life. So, like you said, a stay-at-home mom's wardrobe is going to feel really different than, you know, someone who's working in the city and doing a nightlife or something. Okay. Yeah. Absolutely. I I remember when, like, I – before I had kids, I had a whole bunch of high heels. That was like my favorite. I had like, and I named them. I had like my Reese Witherspoons. I had my Lady Gaga's. I had my Kim Kardashian. And they weren't like, they weren't like that, their brand or whatever, but it was like their vibe. And then I remember after I had my first child and I was like, yeah, I'm never going to wear those heels again. I held on to them for a really long time because I, I kind of missed that part of my life where like I could just walk around in heels with like a baby on my hip or something um but I remember that like that was like a big piece of like okay letting go of that version of me and now I'm like maybe I'm sporting more yoga pants and tennis shoes because that is I feel more comfortable running around you know lifting up babies like I'm not going to be wearing no Britney Spears low hip hugger short or (laughs) jeans when I'm like constantly bending over picking up a baby right and so maybe like I think there probably is like a process of like accepting where you are in life and like Mm. yeah having like an actual awareness of like this just doesn't make sense to be (laughs) having these lady gaga high heels (laughs) yeah like would you like spread all of your clothes out so like you could see them are you like trying them on and seeing how you feel in each of them like so where do you start with somebody you're looking in the clothes that they already have That is where it's really nice to have another set of eyes to Mm. come in and kind of direct the session. And so I come in and we first start with what you're wearing. 
what you like to wear, what feels good, what you're grooving in. And then we make a need to style pile. And the need to style pile is things that are hanging out in your closet that you'd like to wear more, Mm. things that you never wear, but that you don't want to get rid of necessarily. We all have quite a bit in our wardrobe that falls into that category. So need to style pile. And then we mix and match. And we're trying to make the two lives marry this Mm -hmm. need to style pile that you're not getting to and then these basics that you wear all the time Mm. that have become your uniform and we try to mix it up and then do the shopping list I take pictures of everything and then I create a lot of outfit inspiration so it's like try wearing it a different way try doing this if you roll it this way or if you get this hemmed or if you tuck this a certain way it's those little style like tips and tweaks that can really elevate your outfit and make Mm. you feel more current because you can sport yoga pants and tennis shoes but still feel like yourself and still feel cute and put together yeah and sometimes that's hard to marinate Yeah. yeah Uh, so something that I have a question on is like, what are your thoughts on quality versus quantity? Ooh. Um, like, does does slow fashion mean pocket friendly, or is this like investments? Like, is it worth buying, you know, a three hundred dollar wool coat because it's going to be this statement, or is it like? No, we live in a world of consumerism and that's like so chalked up and you don't, you know what I mean? Like, so what are your thoughts on quantity versus quality? Yeah. So my thoughts are that you want quality, but quality doesn't necessarily mean expensive. Quality could mean time Mm -hmm. instead of money. Yeah. So I encourage my clients to shop secondhand first, which is an extremely budget-friendly way to use circular fashion to create jobs in the U.S. and to use these clothes that we have sitting in the plant on the planet that have already used resources and things like that. There are at least there is enough clothing on the planet to clothe the next six generations. Oh my wow. god! And we don't realize that anything you want in the store you can find secondhand. So it's not necessarily about this, like, I have to have a wardrobe of really expensive things and really high quality and cashmere this, and then I have a two-year-old who wipes peanut butter on it. Yeah. Like, that doesn't always fit into your lifestyle. Yeah. But having pieces that have taken some time that you're like, I found a great pair of jeans that fits me. I found mm. a sweater that I love because the shoulders fit well and it's soft and cozy and it's in my favorite color versus I have five sweaters that I like this and this, but I don't like this, 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 this. Yeah. Mm. So you can have a budget-friendly closet with shopping secondhand mm. and getting creative and then slowly adding pieces in. So you're not spending that extra $50 every time you go to Target yeah. or Costco or yeah. you know things <laughs> yeah. like that and wasting your money. But there are some great brands that are doing amazing things and making higher quality pieces. So my kids are grown while they're growing. My oldest is 16. My youngest is almost eight. He turns eight in a couple weeks, probably by the time this airs, honestly. But I'm in a different stage of life where I can wear a little bit nicer. So I will invest a little bit more in a blazer. I'll invest a little bit more in a shoe. I'll invest a little bit more in a pair of jeans that holds everything in that needs to be held in. (laughs) But I find I've saved so much money 
in not impulsively buying yes. and in shopping secondhand. And you can shop secondhand in line. That's one thing I teach my clients to do. You can return things. You can search things. You can look at your sizes and not just like the sizes in small, medium, large, but the measurements. They post the measurements and that's yeah. really helpful for yeah. finding the best fit. And then that's what I do. I teach women how to create this wardrobe. It's like teaching someone to fish instead of fishing for them. Yeah. So instead of taking you to Nordstrom or taking you wherever and buying you a whole new wardrobe, I want to teach you how to curate your own mm. wardrobe. So two years from now, even if your wardrobe looks a little different, you love everything in it and everything works for you. Ooh, you get to embrace every phase of your life. Exactly. When you, you know, teach someone how to fish. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. How many, like, how full do you think a closet needs to be like I mean we have like walk-in closets that are like you know two rungs full of just tops and then you have you know stacks and stacks of jeans like I mean do you do you feel like you know if you had like 20 go-to pieces like your set like what what do we need versus good question what we actually have yeah so it's different for everyone which I'm sure you probably Mm -hmm. guessed (laughs) I think a good rule of thumb is to look at the seasons because here in Utah, we look at the we have very drastic season, yeah. seasons, and your wardrobe can translate through the seasons a little bit. Mm-hmm. But it's like, how many sweaters do you need? So think of how many times you'd wear a sweater during the winter, during like yeah. three four months of winter. Turns out you don't need a hundred of them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, how many pairs of jeans are you actually wearing? You may have 10, 15 pair of jeans, but you probably only wear like four. Yeah. Mm. So some women want more of a capsule wardrobe. And a capsule wardrobe is anywhere from like 40 to 50 items, which may sound like a lot. But when you're like seven shirts. Yeah. Ten, you know, ten. I guess ten's even a big number in a capsule wardrobe. It's like five great pairs of pants, five dresses, Mm. four skirts. And then you start to go like, oh my gosh. And then it's like, do you even wear skirts? Do you like to wear skirts? Do you like to wear shorts? Women, a lot of women are transitioning out of shorts. I wear dresses all summer long. How many dresses do I really need for those like dead of season couple months? Yeah. So think about it as in terms of seasons and how much you need. And then again, your lifestyle. So some people need separate wardrobes for running around as a mom and then going to work. But most of us, it's like you get dressed for the day and that's what you need. You know, workout pants. How many workout outfits do you really need? (laughs) Right. You know, you don't want to be doing laundry three times a week. So you do need like a good staple if you work out every day. But if you aren't working out every day or wearing them every day, we end up stockpiling them. And then it's like, I bought that and I bought that because that was the store I was in. Mm -hmm. And there wasn't a ton of thought behind it. Yeah. 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 Or that was the fashion that was circulating or, you know, that was the Instagram ad that was ran. Exactly. That was the haul I saw. Oh, I'm, I'm not loving hauls. Mm -hmm. It's not my thing. I don't Mm -hmm. do hauls. I don't do affiliated links. I don't sell products. Mm. I do services. Mm. Yeah. Okay. So what happens when a piece has run its course in our closet like how Mm. would you how would you suggest that we dispose of it like because you mentioned like oh I was giving you know giving away to secondhand stores and maybe that's not the best way like how like if we're like yeah I'm really not gonna wear this like what do we do with it I end up just like storing it for a long time just in case I change my (laughs) mind some random day in the future oh my goodness you're not alone in that (laughs) 
Um, the best thing to do is still to donate it, any condition that it's in, because they they have found ways to use your clothes and use textiles. Okay. So I toured one of the local facilities here. The DI is one of the biggest ones. We yeah. also have savers. And the DI takes the clothes. They don't send them to other countries anymore. They realize that was not cost-effective, time-effective. So they do give them to – they save them for natural disasters, like locally within the mm-hmm. U.S., so if there's a hurricane, if there's, you know, fires or things and people need clothing, they donate them that way. But they use the textiles to make rags and sell them. Mm-hmm. They repurpose their clothing. They recycle their clothing. Savers does a ton of clothing recycling. And then major companies will buy the textiles and the materials that they've recycled. Okay. So when you say textile, are you are you meaning like there's a long sleeve t-shirt and one of the sleeves is ripped and so that pieces cut up and it's like fabric is that what you're meaning exactly okay it's taken down to its fibers so you have jeans that your kids have like worn to shreds and you're like i can't even pass these down to my other kids yeah still donate them Mm. and they will find a way to use the textile and use the fabric which is amazing never throw things in the garbage except for maybe socks and underwear (laughs) yeah Okay. Those are so small that I don't think they can use much with them. I asked the woman that, and she was like, um, you're asking really weird questions. <laughs> I'm like, I really just want to know where my clothing is going. So aside from, like, stained dirty underwear and, like, holy socks, donate everything, and they have a way to sort them and use them, even if they're not going to the floor. Mm-hmm. When they do go to the floor to be sold, they stay on the floor for about six weeks. And then they decide where they're going to go, if they're going to go to a donation, if they're going to be resold to another place. And if you have clothes with tags still on them, it's best to keep the tags on them Mm. because they have a better chance of being resold. But mostly what we want to do is lessen our consumption. Yeah. Because even the donation and you see these piles and piles of clothes and it's overwhelming and they're not great quality. A lot of our clothes are made of polyester, which is basically plastic, and it takes 200 years to decompose in our landfill. Mm -hmm. So we throw these clothes away or we donate them, and they're going to be around way longer than us. And all Mm. we did was wear it like three times. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, something else I'm hearing you say, you know, like especially under the idea of like energy, is that we – want to go to the store and like find that piece of clothing that's going to make us feel better about ourselves but really something we can do to like emit you know better energy is feeling good within our own skin um so that we're not relying on consumerism or whatever Mm. to make us feel like that way we find our worth inside instead of like you know going for like the most recent sell to feel good about ourselves it's true and so many women i talked to and i was kind of in the same boat too We don't even like shopping. (laughs) Like, we don't even like it, but we like having new things. Yes. And Uh that is the appeal. Yes. It's the getting the new things. It's the idea of when I wear this, I'm going to feel this, or somebody's going to say this to me. Yeah. And I'm going to, you know, feel great about myself. Yeah. But when you really peel back the layers and start to love yourself, make peace with your body. Yeah. I know body acceptance is so hard and weight fluctuations are a part of life. Mm -hmm. They just are. 
And so when we can make peace with our body and curate our wardrobe to be just things that are currently fitting and that we currently feel great in, you don't want a bunch of stuff staring you in the face that doesn't fit. Yeah. So if your weight fluctuates quite frequently, just put it aside. Put it under your bed. Put it in a different closet. Just put it aside. If that t-shirt is like, ooh, I love that t-shirt, but my love handles are not making me feel great when I'm wearing this. Just put it aside and reassess in three to six months. Yeah. But coming to ourselves and learning how to feel good in ourselves is a big one. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Well, what do you say to that woman who is like, no, I'm going to lose 15 pounds and and then I'll be able to fit into these. And they're just like holding on to these jeans that like they would not feel great in right now like how like what do you say to them how do you help them like feel good about what fits them now I say great hang on to them but don't have them stare you in the face every day yeah Mm -hmm. so put them aside find a different place for them and yeah reassess in six months to a year and see if this is a normal weight fluctuation abnormal weight fluctuation I mean, I've had four babies. Mm-hmm. My weight has been all over the place. Yeah. I gained 60 pounds with my first one. And he came out and he was only 5 pounds, 13 ounces. And I was like, oh, there's got to be more in there. Yeah. <laughs> like, there better be more. possible. I, I think I have a litter of 5-pound children in there. Yeah. This is not okay. But my weight has changed completely and... It's still a challenge. I still will have weight fluctuations during the holidays. Mm-hmm. And then I fluctuate up in the summer too. Which yeah. kind of surprises people sometimes. And I'm like, it's hot. Yeah. All I want to do is eat Chick-fil-A and ice cream. Yeah. And sit at the pool with my kids. My kids are all home. I'm extra stressed. Yeah. <laughs> like the yep. dead of summer, I put on a little cushy weight because it's like my happiness. Yeah. And I just know that about myself. So I wear a lot of dresses and more flowy things in the summer mm-hmm. instead of trying to like squeeze into my pair of jeans. I'm like, put the jeans aside for a month or two. Yeah. Have a, have a more comfortable pair of pants for a little while or wear dresses that you love. So that's my suggestion would be yeah. to embrace yourself and have some compassion and just circle back around to it. Maybe you will lose 15 pounds. That's great. Maybe you'll gain 15 pounds. Great. Yeah. Like yeah. it is what it is. So. Mm. Yeah. You probably encounter a lot where, well, I guess, do you encounter a lot women that think that the wardrobe is going to solve their problem Mm. and really it's like more of like an internal factor like do you feel like you're holding more space for women emotionally (laughs) than just educating them on clothing I do feel like a lot of women get trapped in this idea of I don't like this. I don't like this about myself. Uh-huh. This looks bad. We all have our certain body parts that the minute we get dressed, we look directly yeah. at that body part. Mm-hmm. We all have it. Yeah. yeah. And honestly, I've never heard a woman say, you know what my best feature is? My stomach. Yeah. <laughs> it's like my favorite part of myself. Yeah. If your stomach is the favorite part of yourself, that's awesome. I kind of want a picture. Like I, I want to like <laughs> clap for you. That's fantastic. But... Um, we get so focused in on these certain things that we don't like. Yeah. And that's hard to break through when they put on something. They're like, oh, I just don't like these pockets stick out and make my hip look big. And I have to like tilt my head and try to hide my expression of like, you look great. Like mm. they look like pants on a person. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so a lot of times we get hung up on those things mm. and 
not feeling this. So I think it is different if it's like, I don't like to wear this certain thing. And that's okay. You can have certain things that you're like, ooh, I really don't like to wear that specific thing. Yeah. That's okay. Like for me, I don't like to wear drop sleeves. Mm -hmm. You know, the sleeves that come down halfway and are kind of voluminous on the top. Uh I like my sleeves to hit right at my shoulders because I am petite in the way that I'm very short. And I like my clothes to fit. So Mm -hmm. I get things like taken up in the arms Mm -hmm. and taken up in the length because I am short. So I like my clothes to fit properly so I don't look like I'm wearing my dad's blazer Mm. or Mm -hmm. things like that. Mm -hmm. So it's different to say I like certain fits on me or cuts on me. And then it's another thing to look at it and say, this looks terrible on me. I don't like this. Nitpick your body. And that's really hard. Mm -hmm. I wish I had a great answer for that. I think it's just a process. Yeah. Yeah. And like anything, it might be up and down and there might be certain times that you're in a better mindset mm-hmm. mindset and you're in a better space and you're in a more kind of stable spot in life mm-hmm. and that you're able to kind of tackle those things. And then there might be other times where it just feels terrible. But hang on. Yeah. <laughs> there yeah. are ways to dress yourself. Pick something in your favorite color mm-hmm. and throw it on. Try a different style of pant. Put on a great shoe. You know, yeah. try something else that is going to elevate your mood and your look. Yeah. Yeah. So I feel like I'm kind of in this place in my life where I'm like, okay, I'm not 21 anymore. When I was younger, I feel like I really just followed the trends, right? Like I really just followed the things that was happening in fashion. And then also I wasn't really dressing for myself I was dressing for other people yeah and like men in you know specific specifics uh and so I'm like ooh, I actually don't know if I love that skin tight piece of clothing like I think that I you know maybe enjoy something a little bit more flowy but my younger self really struggled with femininity and fitting into that and so There are times that I look inside of my closet and I go, Shelby's not in there. Yeah. Like, Mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. So what do I do when or what does someone do when they look inside of their closet and they just don't see their current self? Yeah. That is a heavy one, but doable. What we can do is we can start small. Pick out the pieces that we do love, things that we do like. Maybe get some things altered That mm. if it's a fit issue and decide, is it a fit issue? Is it a color issue? Is it a fabric issue? What do I like to wear? Mm. So, so many of us haven't even taken like an hour to yeah. sit through our closet and yeah. think, do I like to wear this? What do I like about this? What don't I like about this? We just kind of go to that place of, I don't like any of this. It's garbage. I'm going to light it all on fire. Yeah. yeah, it's almost like an emotional response. And what I hear you saying yes. is there's like almost like a logical, like, hold on, stop before you go down the rabbit hole of p- placing emotion. Get specific. What What do you like? What's your favorite colors? You know, what um, maybe like what fabric do you like to feel? What do you not like? Is it like the constriction factor? Like, OK, so you're asking to have a little bit more critical thinking. When someone is looking in their closet instead of such an emotional response. Definitely. I love that. That is a great way of putting it. Yeah, I love that. I think, well, you you walked me through that. Um, 
So when you know your closet feels like you is when you walk in and everything currently fits, mm-hmm. everything feels like you like it, mm. and you're wearing most of it, like you're rotating through it quite frequently, and that you can get dressed for any occasion. Ooh, mm. That's okay. another one. Is it like, if I told you we're going out, get dressed, we're going to go to... I don't know. Let's go to a symphony tonight. Yeah. We're going to go to a symphony tonight. Could you like get dressed in 10 minutes? Do you ever go to the symphony would be another question. Yeah. yeah. You know, one of the things I have women do is they, I, I talk to them about what they do in like their mm, day yeah. and their time period. What do you get dressed for? Because if you're mostly running around in yoga pants, do you want to run in, around in yoga pants? Number one, because mm-hmm. you don't have to run around in yoga pants. There are other options. And two, like, what do you get dressed for? So your closet needs to fit and be able to function for you mm. instead of us functioning for our closet and us trying mm. to fit in. It needs to fit us. Clothes can be altered. Clothes can be changed. Clothes can be worn in different ways. And so it's like have a little more fun with it and Ooh. make it work for you. Yeah. Okay. That's one of the things that I have loved, like in following your Instagram page, which I highly recommend you guys should follow her on Instagram. One of the things I loved is you'll show like a picture of like how you wore it in the 90s versus, or I don't, like your high school version of yourself versus how you could wear it now. And it's like the same pieces, but it like one is like obviously like more mature and like stylistic to today. And I love that because, yeah, like what you said, like you can wear the same piece in different ways. Yeah, utilizing it better. And it's and that's fun. It makes it more fun. Yeah. Instead yeah. of like you trying to fit into your clothes, like having your clothes fit you. Exactly. Yeah. Have your clothes work for you. Yeah. Not the other way around. Yeah. That's so fun. You do a lot of really fun things on Instagram. Funny quotes. Thank you. Like really helpful tips. I love the pictures that you post so like, you you know, you can get a good idea of like, oh, you can tell like, oh yeah, she is shopping another lady's closet right now and like helping her find pieces. And I feel like it's so helpful. It's really fun. Oh, I'm so glad. I like to add a little sarcasm in there, a little humor (laughs) and try to lighten it up a little bit. Um, I also like to stick to the facts of presenting this um, slow fashion in a way that's tangible, in a way that you can do it, in a way that doesn't feel like so overwhelming. So I'm glad that's resonating with you. (laughs) And I've gotten several comments on that, on those posts that are like juvenile, kind of outdated version and then updated version because sometimes it is how you tuck it or adding a structured piece over it or changing out the jewelry a little bit. Like, these are subtle things. And so when you get into your wardrobe and realize you can wear more of your wardrobe, utilize more of your wardrobe, and then maybe take some time adding in pieces. And yes, in a few years, your wardrobe might look completely different. When I went through my transition, my wardrobe does, does look quite different than it did five years ago. But then I still have like some pieces that I've kept and I've held on to. And I'm like, those were great. Okay. And when that wears out, I'm going to want another one. Mm -hmm. So I want every piece in my closet to not feel easily replaceable. Mm -hmm. I want it to feel like I like it so much. So are you going with like a lot of like neutral pieces or is it person to Dependent. Is there a structure or is it all just 
unique to each individual because really we're all just unique and nothing is going to work the same across the board. Is that kind of how your job is? Like, do you just feel like everything, like you, do you just have to come up with like creative solutions with every client? Basically, yes. <laughs> it's funny because everyone is totally different. Yet I see a lot of the same crap in everyone's closet. So, yeah. <laughs> so it's a little bit the same. Yeah. And then it's a little bit different trying to make it. That's like the yeah. puzzle is trying yeah. to make it work for them. And I have some clients that are like so colorful and love vintage pieces. Yeah. And I'll source them some vintage pieces and I'll say, buy this. And then this will go with this, 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 this in your wardrobe. Mm. And you can have like a vibrant, colorful wardrobe. And then some people are more neutrals or they want like a really tight capsule wardrobe. And I'm like, great, then let's streamline your wardrobe. For me, I don't have a capsule wardrobe necessarily. I'm not a minimalist. Mm -hmm. I'm more looking for like these great pieces. I'm to the point where I want to find the find. Yeah. And something that's like really great. So what's on my list lately? I would like a pair of green pants. Oh, okay. That's on my list because I love this idea of a monochromatic, like, green with green. Ooh, okay. I know. So I've had green pants on my list for a while. I've had a green skirt on my list. I just got one from Thread Up today and tried it on, and the kangaroo mom pouch is just way too prevalent in it. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, it's not the one for me. Like, it's just hitting – it's hitting me too high. Mm-hmm. If I wear my pants too high, it accentuates the fact that I've had four C-sections. And if I wear my pants too low – it, you know, is like, do you know the Muffin Man? So there's like this great balance. Yeah. <laughs> and it's not about my size. Like if you're putting it, if you're wearing something that's too small or too big or just not hitting you in the right yeah. place. It just it doesn't can, sit in the right spot. It can distort the body. So yeah. okay. um, I have a green skirt on my list currently. I'm trying to think. I don't have a ton on my list. I usually could always go for a coat. Coats are one of my things that I didn't have before mm-hmm. I had a lot of blouses and tops yeah. and now I love a great coat yeah. to put on over something. Oh, another dress is on my list. Mm. I would like a dress somewhere in like the red pink family. And so mm. I keep my eyes out for those specific things and then I'm not distracted by everything that's yeah, yeah, yeah. coming in. But for me something like I like color but I don't like color with pattern. So yeah. I do tend to have either more neutrals or more solids. And I'll add a pop of color here or a pop of color there. But I don't have a ton of florals and things like that in my yeah. wardrobe anymore. Those have kind of transitioned their way out, except for a great dress or two. I'll mm, pick yeah. up a dress and a floral. Yeah. But yeah. knowing those little things about yourself, yeah. and that's the part that's different for everybody, which yeah. is really exciting. Yeah. What are some of those things that you see in everyone's closet that, like, we're just not utilizing? Can you, like, give us some of, like, the dirty beats? I'd love to hear. Okay. We have way too many blouses. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of women go for sleeveless blouses, but we hate wearing them because we don't want to wear those little short cardigans anymore. Mm-hmm. We had the little short cardigans in yeah. all of the colors. Um, scarves are another one we tend to hang on to and never yeah. wear. Why did we all have infinity scarves? Because they were cool back in the day. And those, for some reason, have been hard for, for people to let go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, maybe it's Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift did it for us. We were like holding on to the scarves. Exactly. It's like, no, I want to add something to this wardrobe. It's going to be a scarf. Yeah. <laughs> like, we just, 
we hang on to scarves is another thing. And then the transitioning of pants has yeah. been hard. The transition from the skinny yeah. jean yeah. to something a little less skinny is hard for people. And I say, take your time. Yeah. Mm. Like, it's okay to keep wearing your skinny jeans. Maybe you try it with a different shoe. Maybe you hem it so it's more of a crop. Yeah. Maybe you wear it with something a little oversized and play with proportions. You can still wear your skinny jeans, but if you want to branch out, try straight leg instead of a wide leg. Yeah. Try a different rise. Find out where you like your pants to hit on your body. Yeah. Instead of somebody telling you, you have to wear high rise or yeah. you have to wear low rise. Yeah. Yeah. Or you have to wear mid-rise. Like, where do you like your pants to fit? Because everybody's body is a little bit different. And we see these younger gals yeah. <laughs> in their 20s. And we're like, those high-rise pants look adorable on her. But she has not had four kids. <laughs> yeah. 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 So maybe they're not the ones for you. So that takes some trial and error. Yeah. And if you're shopping secondhand, that's another way that's really nice to try different things. Yeah. Um, and then be super picky about keeping things, returning things. We get caught in the trap of not returning things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's another one I see a lot. And they're like, oh, I had this. And I thought, oh, I should probably return it. And then I didn't. And then it just became part of my wardrobe yeah. for five years. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. those are the things I see. Too many blouses, um, being stuck in one silhouette, silhouette of jean, scarves. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Lots <so funny>. of scarves <laughs> and then things that should have been returned but yeah. never got there. Something that I feel really grateful for and I want to implement just within myself is really locating the things that I like about the things that I have and what I wish I did have. And then that would be really fun to refer back to, you know, a list so I'm not overspending where it's like, oh, okay, well, I've been really wanting a coat. I came across this one, and so it, it, I think I'm hearing you bring a little bit more intention mm-hmm. and awareness into something that I've not really done before. Like, yeah. I've not really, like, thought about these things, but I'm like, oh, I love the idea of making a list. So, like, when the opportunity does arise, like, I know what I'm looking for. And, like, um, secondhand shopping feels like such a gift and I also have a hard time putting the time mm-hmm. into yeah, it. Yeah, because so, it is more, yeah. you got to find it. Well, because, mm-hmm. like, think about it, right? Like, if you go to, like, a department store where they're following the biggest trends, you have a rack of the same shirt, and it's in all of the sizes, and I can try it in three different ways, and I can try it with, you know, whatever it is. But, like, at a secondhand store, like, I'm not – you have one shirt in one size and and that's a little bit more overwhelming. Yeah. Like there's just so many choices. Yeah. And so like if I could go in, I might be more inclined to stop by like a vintage store and be like, oh, I'm going to check out their coats because I know that I'm looking for a coat. Yeah. Instead of, oh, look at this sweatsuit in 18 different colors yeah. and different sizes and I'm yeah. just going to I'm just going to buy it and yeah. just try it on at home and never return it, you yeah. know. The yeah. S- the struggle is real and that is one major downside to shop- shopping secondhand. Yeah. is they don't have all the sizes. And so you see something you love and what if it's not the right size and that's frustrating. And also the digging through racks. Yeah. There are several different styles of 
secondhand shops. Mm-hmm. You have the big ones that are like the DI and the savers that are kind of overwhelming and huge. And then you have some that are curated more like boutiques. And those are going to be your vintage places. Mm. Around here we have Uptown Cheapskate. And there's some that are more organized and better stocked than others. There's a new one that I found up by Fashion Place Mall. It's called Revive Thrift Boutique. Mm. Super cute. Mm. And it has sections like here's your section of anthropology. Here's your section of this. And yeah. they have it more color coordinated too on their on their back wall but you're looking to go and just buy like one or two pieces mm. and that's the other thing is sometimes we think i'm gonna go shopping or we're up late at night and we're scrolling and you end up buying five to six items and having yeah. them sent to your house and that's another thing that you can change is i'm looking for one specific item yeah and coats in general i mostly buy them secondhand online yeah because you can search by color by fabric by style yeah so coats are another one that i've had better luck secondhand online than Mm -hmm. in stores because I do understand the frustration and I don't particularly particularly love going to the big thrift stores because sometimes you can't find things I feel that way about kids clothes so my kids I shop completely sustainably for myself and I shop mostly sustainably for my husband. He's like probably 75%. And then my kids, it's like 50%. Yeah. Because if they need a coat, they need a coat in yeah. that size, like within the next week. Yeah. And sometimes you can't find it. So I always shop secondhand first mm. is my motto. Yeah. I shop secondhand first. If they don't have the exact shoe or that, then I have some brands like Adidas has ranked higher than um, Nike. Skechers is really low on my list and I have an app that I can look up okay certain brands so I can pick and choose where I want to put my dollar yeah Mm. oh okay are you ranking them based on like how sustainable they are as a company or like how reliable they are or no it's three categories that this um, app called good on you it's a free app it breaks it down into ethical so if they pay their workers and how transparent they are about their supply chain and um, sustainability, so where they get the materials, if they're organic cotton, if mm. they're recycled materials, things like that. Um, their emissions, how much water they use in production, things like that. And then the final one is animal. If they do animal testing, use real fur, yeah. animal cruelty, that kind of thing. So for me, I rank it most important to me is people. And so it's how you pay your workers, your supply chain, if you're transparent about that. That's the most important. And then sustainable fabrics and things like that. Because some brands, they'll say, sustainable, we recycled something, we're so awesome. And I'm like, you're still paying people less than your store workers are making to, like, work in a horrible factory making your clothes. Yeah. Mm. Like, you're still mass producing and overproducing. So, yeah, you kind of start to to shop your own values would be my... thing and kind of pick a percentage and maybe your percentage is kind of low at first maybe you're like okay I'm just gonna buy my denim secondhand denim is a great thing to buy secondhand and you can go to these stores and they they kind of do have all the sizes and you can try them on in store so maybe you're just like okay I'm just gonna buy denim secondhand Mm -hmm. or I'm just gonna buy my coat secondhand because those can be really hard to produce so start small and think of it as more of a percentage instead of 100% 
perfection. Yeah, I'm going to, yeah, yeah. you know, yeah. I'm going to throw away all of my clothes and have a totally sustainable wardrobe. But when you start to add in those pieces, people start to ask you, where did you get that? Where yeah. did you get that? And then you can proudly say, I found it secondhand. Yeah, I yeah. found it at this vintage boutique. I found it when I was on vacation and I went to this vintage shop and, yeah, you know, yeah. it becomes a story of you wanting to tell where you got it. Yeah. And let's brag about the sustainability of an item and the the kind of preciousness of an item instead of the cost. Yeah. Ooh, I got it for $5. Right. You know, right, we've all yeah. been there where we're like bragging about how much we paid. Instead, boast about the quality or how much yeah. you love it or what you love about yeah. it or the story behind it. Yeah. I get the sense that like it's not about – well, this is what's in style, so, like, figure out how to be in style. It's, like, you help women find their own style. So mm-hmm. it's not like, oh, you look like all the other cool 40-year-olds in Utah Valley, you know? <laughs> it's like, no, you feel good in what you're wearing and, like, Ooh. rock your style, girl. And they love that. I mean, I think that's really important work to be, like, showing up and helping women, like, find their style and feel good in their own clothes. I love that. And, like, showing up. As them. Yeah. As you instead of like the trend. Yeah. You know? mm, yeah. I love that. I have a quote yeah. that I wrote down from Stacey London. And she says, you know, Stacey London from What Not to Wear. She okay. was on that show, Not okay. What Not to Wear, for years and years and years. And we probably started watching it when we were teenagers through our like mid-20s. Stacey London said, the key to real style isn't about what you are wearing. It's about self-awareness. It is being aware of what you are trying to express. Because if you are in control of that, then you will get to be the person you really want to be. We need to really be in touch with who we are. And that was what was really unlocking to me. So aside from just the sustainability and the fast fashion and the slow fashion, if you could just really start dressing for yourself and express yourself and walk into a room feeling like yourself, that is huge. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's confidence. That's, (laughs) you know. Yeah. That's what makes everyone individually beautiful. We just want to share a big thank you to everybody who helped make this episode possible. From the bottom of our hearts, thank you. Drop into our DMs. You can find us on Instagram at I totally relate pod. Or you can share your feedback and insights with us at I totally relate pod at gmail.com. We totally want to get to know you. See you next time. Peace out.